guys welcome to writing comics episode 14 today we're going to talk about uh, this will be the part two for the kickstarter series that i was doing this one is going to be during your kickstarter what to do just a few tips on promoting uh, marketing updates so before we get into that i still haven't had time to read much i recorded the last episode on friday and today is tuesday july 18th this is like my only chance to record Unless it would be late again this week because I have to work tomorrow, unfortunately. Got to do the day job. Uh, <laughs> and then um, they're about to cut out my power pretty soon. They're doing construction on the road. So I got to get this hopefully recorded before they cut out this power and I don't lose this episode. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> so the Kickstarter is still going great. I uh, checked in with you guys on Friday. Um... We are at 70 backers, which is crazy to see, uh, 24% funded. We're like $20 from being 25% funded, which is a huge milestone. And I'll share some like concept art or something on the Kickstarter update. Once we hit that 25%, hopefully today, um, uh, let's see, it's kind of crazy. Uh, 70 people have already backed and we still have like 22 days left. It's just a lot of people. It's crazy. The amount of people that see your work. Uh, I've still just been promoting it and stuff, trying to get as much buzz as I can. The weekend was slow, which I guess that's normal for Kickstarters, uh, especially Sunday was slow. Saturday wasn't too bad. Friday was like a huge rush of like audience, a uh, huge, huge rush of people just active on there. But Sunday was super slow, like no backers. Um, so that can start to mess with your head. I don't really stress about it. I'm pretty optimistic and I'm just treating it as a learning experience and hoping for the best. And I just want to get this book out. I've received a ton of positive feedback. There's only been one person that's been negative on uh, Reddit. So, but that doesn't really get to me just because of the amount of positive feedback I've received. That one person is just a hater, I guess. Um, so... I haven't read much, still been busy. I just ordered um, the hardcover of Tokyo Ghost. I'm really interested in that. That should be arriving sometime today later. I can't wait to read that by Rick Remender. And I think the artist is Sean Murphy. Uh, it looks really cool, really cool world and some awesome looking art. I love, uh, I think it's Sean Murphy. I'm pretty sure he's the artist. I love his style. So I'm excited to get that. I'll talk about that next week if I finish reading it. It's uh, I think the hardcover just came out on July 11th. So check out Tokyo Ghost if you haven't heard of it. I haven't read any of Rick Remender's stuff, but I know he's like a really popular comic writer out there. Um, I don't know if you've heard of. He makes a lot of books with like Image, and I think he was worked at one of the big two early on. Some of his books are Low, uh, Black Science. This one, Tokyo Ghost, uh, Seven Eternity, something like that, from Image. He's got a bunch of cool and interesting books, interesting worlds, kind of like how I write. I I like to write a lot of like sci-fi and fantasy and stuff. So, um, The Dragon's Kin, I'm still waiting to hear back from the editor. She said she still hasn't had too much time to read it. I'm still... Well, I'm uh, The more I read it, I'm, the more I fall in love with that script and world, this whole fantasy samurai with this uh, like little girl as a character. She's like in the teenager age range. And there's just not many stories like that or in that world. And I like creating original worlds. So the more I think about it, the more I kind of want to just self-publish it. But we'll see what she says about the script. Uh, I mean, it's a good opportunity for the anthology and 
and um, them paying for the art and everything but I kind of just we'll see how this Kickstarter goes and maybe I'll self-publish it and, and then I can have it just more control over it you know uh, I can make the book 8 by 12 like the Wild Cosmos and I'll just have more control over the story and the design of the book and who my artist will be which I'll also have to pay for the art but we'll see what happens so let's talk about a few tips during your Kickstarter um, to stay active on there. You have to keep like a, having a Kickstarter is like another full time job for that 30 days that you do. I mean, most people do 30 days, so I recommend 30 days unless it's a smaller project, do less. But I would never do more than 30 days. Um, but it's definitely a lot of work, can be stressful, uh, and you got to go on there every day, answer questions, updates. So let's talk about the first one, comments. Keep a lookout. You'll get an email anytime you get a comment on there. And then I I would answer it quickly. You want to stay active, have an active community on there. And I see some projects where people are commenting, uh, commenting and asking questions on there and they don't answer or answer like 20 days later. And I just like being like, I'll answer. If I get an email saying I got a comment, I'll answer that thing immediately. Um, I just think it's important to me. It's like one of my priorities. Uh, I want to make sure I am, uh, I'm able to get able to get in contact with anybody that's trying to reach me and stuff. So I think that's important to be contactable. If that is, I don't even know if that's a word, contactable. Um, and then, uh, so comments, keep a lookout for those updates. Uh, I think most people say like you should average around an update every three days and use them like strategically if like you're into that whole marketing and promoting type of uh, thing that people are into um, they say like 19 updates for within 30 days I guess one every three days I don't know about all that but I just know that I like to just keep my Kickstarter page um, active I don't want it to just look empty with zero comments and zero updates and just like I'm not even care like I, I don't want it to look like I actually care because I do it's important to me and I want to show that through my updates and people will also get to see more of what type of person are and the way you write those updates and stuff so a few updates I mean I don't know if I'm gonna hit the 19 mark or anything but I'm just gonna make sure I keep updating to stay active in that community with my backers and hopefully more people see that and see that I'm active and that I am they're able to contact me and stuff on there uh, you can do a welcome one for your first one. That's what I did uh, after your first day. Welcome all your new backers and any like familiar people you know on there. Um, you can spotlight other projects, which is another one I did. I just think Kickstarter is an awesome community. And I mean, that's like one of my favorite spots to buy comics because not only are you buying some awesome indie comics that are different than just stuff you see at your comic shop or stuff by the big two mainstream stuff you're also helping uh, another creator bring their projects to life and helping them pursue their dreams or passions, you know? So that's important to me. So if you spotlight two, I like to spotlight two in my uh, update. I might do that like once a week, just checking out some other projects that uh, catch my eye and that I think look awesome. Uh, you can do milestones. So I'm going to send an update. I'm at 24% funded. Once I hit the 25, I will send uh, an update. Um, that's like a huge milestone. That's uh, a quarter of the way there. So I would like to send some concept art and stuff, maybe like a character design and update. It's important to use images in your updates. I think uh, just everything looks better with images. More likely for people to actually read it if you have some images. 
So milestones, 50%, 25%, 75%, anything else like that. Uh, for new add-ons or new rewards, I'll send out updates later for that. I have other rewards and add-ons I'm working on for people to add. So you can send updates for those. Um, like I said before, updates with concept art and character designs, which you can add that into your milestones or something, kind of like a reward for getting there. You could do a process update, which is what I did with my mailing list, where I sent them how my pages are made from the script to the layout, uh, line work, colors, letters. You can send processes like that. So it's a few ideas for updates just to stay active on your page. Um, and if you're into that whole marketing and promoting type thing, then you can get those 19 updates. Um, so let's talk about promoting. Uh, you can social media. I use Instagram and Twitter. I'm just not into Facebook. If anybody wants to make a Facebook page for the Wild Cosmos, go for it. Um, but I don't run one personally. Uh, I guess you would have to make a fan page for that. I'm just not that into social media, as I said before, but I do use Twitter and Instagram just to stay active in the community, and you can actually do some great networking there. They say that, I mean, I would post at least a few times a day on Twitter. They say that, like, you might feel like you're spamming, but, I mean, there is a fine line between spamming and not, but you feel like you are, but they say most likely that most people um, are only on there for a few minutes every day, so they don't actually see that. And then Instagram just... No more than one post a day, I guess. Um, I, I got one day, one post a day would be good. Make sure it's quality posts, you know, pages, concept art, process stuff. You can use Instagram Live. Um, I think that's a great tool to put stuff in your story and stuff. Um, and then Facebook ads, I know are supposed to be huge, but like I said, I don't use Facebook, so that doesn't work for me. But I know people have had some great success with that. I have used Facebook ads in the past. And it's kind of cool how you can narrow it down. Like you can uh, make it your ad. So it's specifically seen by people that like comics or like uh, comic related stuff like The Walking Dead and all that. Uh, and then you have Project Wonderful for ads. It's a website where you can um, make ads and like buy ad space on websites. I played around with that on my last Kickstarter. I haven't done it on this one. I probably won't. I don't know if it actually helped, and I don't understand it that well. I'm not like an expert at that. It just feels like it takes some time to really learn how Project Wonderful works. But you can check it out at projectwonderful.com. So those are like the two main spots that I've heard of to do ads is Facebook and Project Wonderful. Next thing to do during your campaign, if you get funded during your campaign, let's talk about stretch goals. Stretch goals are when, like, so if I hit my 5,000 goal before it ends, I could make another stretch goal for an extra 1,000 for 6,000 or, and then another one at 7,000. It's all up to you. Um, you would put it out in an update and then put it on your page. And then basically, if more people back and you hit that stretch goal, then everybody will get this reward, um, whatever you say it is. So... It could be um, uh, it could be like a print or something. I recommend making it something that's not going to add on to the shipping cost or anything because you know you have your goal already, so you don't want to go too far um, into like you don't want it to make it in something that you cost more. I've heard of people like making a making of book for a stretch goal, like a making of the art of it, and that's a whole other book you have to print. That's a lot of extra money, so you don't want it to put you in the hole. I mean. 
the best thing would be to do it so that it's not going to add on any extra cost for shipping. Like you can make it like four extra pages of concept art and making of stuff like that in the back, back matter in your comic or like a small print that you can fit um, with your book when you ship it. So stuff like that, I think would be guessed. You don't have to do it. Uh, I think that's a misconception is people think they have to do stretch goals because they see all these successful Kickstarters doing it. But if you don't want to get in over your head and get stuck um, in a hole with money and stuff and you don't want it to be any more complicated, especially if it's one of your first Kickstarters, then you don't have to do it. Um, once you hit your funding goal, uh, just keep promoting it and stuff and don't worry about reaching for that stretch goal and making more work for yourself. Maybe if you've already been ex successful a few times, then you can go for it. Last thing um, during your Kickstarter to look out for is the dead zone, which is like a thing that everybody knows about in Kickstarter. They say that the middle two weeks are a lot more dead because your audience backs during like the first day, the first few days. And then so typically uh, Kickstarter is going to be 30 days is like the average is what most people do. So the first week, busy, especially like the first day, if you have an audience. Um, and then those middle two weeks are a little more dead. They say like sometimes you can go a few days without any backers and stuff, which that was like how my Sunday was. But it picks back up today and yesterday. So I'm still hopeful, you know, you have a slow day and it gets you kind of down. But then once it picks back up, you just after that slow day, you're like, man, what if nobody else packs now? But um, yeah, so the middle two weeks, a so week like two and three, you're supposed to be slow. And then I think the last week, the last few days, especially are supposed to be the busiest. So don't get discouraged during the dead zone or if you have any slow days because people will still find it and people will still back you. Um, yeah, uh, don't get discouraged. If just it's just a slow day or just the dead zone, you know of it, you'd be expecting it. So it happens and then you'll get more backers again. That's just a few things to look out for during your Kickstarter. Um, last episode, the part one of the Kickstarter was um, pre-Kickstarting. Then next we'll do post-Kickstarter in part three. Um, one, oh yeah, we got chosen as a Kickstarter spotlight. I just got an email from Kickstarter saying I'm a project they love. So that will make it more discoverable on Kickstarter. So that's cool. That happened with my last Kickstarter project too. That's really cool to see when, uh, I don't know, it just feels good when you get that email and it's a project that they love and now you have that that little green K on your project image. So it just makes it stand out more, more official. It's cool. Um, other than that, that is it for this week. Kind of ran through that quick, but I don't want the power to get cut off on me. I feel like I'm starting to find like a sweet spot with these episodes. Seems like usually um, the good ones are between like that 15 minute to 25 minute range, 30 minute range. I think that's good for these episodes, at least for these. I still want to do some interviews, but I'm still just in a learning process. I don't want to jump into interviews yet. Maybe we'll do like one interview a month with some uh, comic writers or comic artists, stuff like that. That is it for this week, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. We haven't had any new reviews yet. Reviews are appreciated. Check out the Kickstarter. You can go to thewildcosmos.com and that will forward you straight to the Kickstarter. To Infinity Comic on Twitter. To Infinity Studios on Instagram. And reviews on iTunes are appreciated. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.